0: Meet the Education Researcher. This is a podcast from the Faculty of Education at Monash University. And here we talk with researchers in and around the faculty about their current reading, writing, and thinking. So welcome to another Meet the Education Researcher podcast. My name is Neil Selwyn. I work in the Faculty of Education, Monash University in Melbourne, Australia. And the aim of these interviews is simple. We spend 15 minutes getting to know what researchers in and around the faculty are currently up to. So today I'm joined by Sophia Serholt. Sophia works in the Computer Science and Engineering Department in Chalmers University in Sweden. She's one of the leading European researchers in the area of robots and education. Good morning, Sophia. Good morning. So first off, for the uninitiated, exactly how are robots being used in schools? I mean, what sort of technologies are we talking about here?
1: In education uh, right now, a big question is about the programming robots the to use as tools to learn le- different programming languages, because we see that these are entering and this demand is coming into the curriculum. Um, however, my research is mostly focused on robots that actually teach children things and or learn from them or interact with them socially. So humanoid robots that are similar to humans in different ways. Then we also see... Um, robots that can be remotely controlled in classrooms, like uh, Skype on wheels kind of thing. And these can be used by children who can't be in the classroom for different reasons, like if they're currently undergoing cancer treatment or something like that. So so that's basically how the, the field is right now. Uh, we have some very um, rare situations where teachers have remotely controlled robots to be able to teach a class as well. But um, that's a few examples. <laughs>
0: now, this all sounds really kind of futuristic and interesting in theory. But I mean, in practice, one of the main issues, I guess, is how people actually accept these machines, these technologies, how they gain trust with them. And I know a lot of your work has looked at that. And what have you found out about people's reactions to these technologies in the classroom?
1: When it comes to the research that I've done in the classroom with actual robots, where I put them in the classroom for several months and, and see studied interaction with them, I haven't done any rigorous research about acceptance in that case. However, I do see that children are generally optimistic and positive about it, um, outwardly anyway and teachers of course appreciate having a researcher there and being Mm -hmm. part of a study and a project and it's it's fun and interesting Um, but they haven't been very uh, very involved in the actual robot and the interaction it's been on the side sidelines kind of of what they're doing when I look at or when I talk to teachers and students that are not part of any any study in that sense which is what I've done mainly I can see that that students are concerned about certain things that robots can do or, or what they shouldn't do and, and those kinds of issues. And the privacy issue is one thing that they uh, are very concerned about, like they don't want to be recorded, for example, by a robot, which might be necessary for it to be able to interpret um, different things about the person it's in- interacting with. And um, grading, for example. Children don't want to be graded by a robot and this is something that also teachers resonate with, so they don't want to give away their, their authority in that mm. sense either. And there are a lot of open questions right now about, for example, how this technology might um, impact children in the long run. We don't know very much about this. Uh, we know about how children have toys and grow up with toys. But this new thing, which is kind of like a social interaction partner that is not really human, but it does kind of mirror human behavior, but it's not quite there. And also it has certain restrictions, like um, it might not be able to speak with a human-like intonation and that kind of thing, and how does that affect children if they were to grow up with these robots? And in reality, that's a kind of study we can't conduct.
0: So can you just tell us a bit about the research you've done yourself on robots in the classroom?
1: I looked at interaction breakdowns, and in this case, I, I selected situations or instances in my video data where children uh, either became notably upset uh, or they became inactive. Not because they were bored with the actual you know, game, mm. because that didn't actually happen. Instead, it was very engaging and fun. Um, so, But when they couldn't do anything, they couldn't proceed. And also when um, they started doing other stuff in the room or began to talk to um, their friends instead of working on the topic, Uh, And and those kinds of situations, right? And what I saw was that when the robot doesn't understand what the child is saying, it uh, generates a situation where, on the one hand, you have a robot who can express a lot of stuff and tell you what to do. But if the child can't ask the robot a question uh, or show uncertainty, and and it actually adheres to that, it creates a very difficult situation when they're there alone with this robot. And this is what leads to these breakdowns when they have to, when they need help from the outside. And I looked at, I think, well, it was six students that I looked at uh, in, you know, random, randomly picked students uh, over their whole uh, interaction period, which was over the course of these three and a half months that I was there. And just out of those sessions, I think I spotted 41 breakdowns and some children were very upset about not understanding what to do and not being able to move on. Some got really angry at the robot for uh, disrupting uh, and destroying their uh, strategy that they were using, mm. maybe. But I think the worst case was when the students who've actually felt that they were not uh, good enough and they put the blame on themselves uh, Okay, right. and that, you know, because a robot and like a computer has a lot of authority in mm-hmm. the sense that you think that you know you don't think that your calculator lies to you, right? Yeah, yeah. You you trust in it more than your in your own um, calculations. And I I spotted this similar tendency here that you know if if the robot broke down now when I was in here it must not like me and having to deal with those kinds of situation um is is ethically problematic I think
0: So you know. is that a design problem can we design robots to suddenly be a bit more imprecise or as you say not to kind of break down the the magic between the the, the, the student and the, and the machine?
1: I think uh, we could obviously accomplish a lot more than what we did in that case where we used uh, like a teaching robot Uh, because there were a lot of outside things that affected it you know sunlight affects uh, heat in the room affects how long it's been going on affects the you know the ability for the robot to um, work like it should but nevertheless we have to kind of ask ourselves if you know how far along that road can we go to uphold this illusion Mm -hmm. that is that this is a sentient being, you know, in their eyes. I think that's this is a question for philosophy and ethics, really. Yeah, yeah. What we should do there. Right. So
0: you've, you've moved very quickly from looking at these things as teaching and learning technologies to kind of ethical questions. These are big kind of issues to be grappling with. So, I mean, what are the main ethical questions that we need to be asked? We've got privacy. Yeah,
1: uh, and uh, we have responsibility, for example. Who is responsible for the robot? And we see a lot of companies working towards this right now developing these technologies and selling them however where does their responsibility end and where does the teachers responsibility begin mm. and according to teachers they want to be the the responsible party you know about what's going on in the classroom however they do feel at the same time that they can't have this responsibility if they can't monitor what's going on. And and the idea with a robot, like a teaching robot, is that it's supposed to work autonomously and it's not supposed to be under the control of the teachers. And oftentimes the teachers don't know even how it works, right? So they can't control it. But one teacher asked how how this benefits them in this sense in this sense, because if they have to walk around and an eye on the robot all the time then what kind of sacrifices this for their roles Mm. as teachers and we also have the uh, you know the inevitable that robots do break and robots don't support physical interaction as much as you know they they would have us believe because they look humanoid you think you can shake its hand you can give it a high five you can give it a hug maybe But this usually doesn't work unless the robot is going along with this programming at the moment. And so these types of things tend to break down and they are expensive. And so
0: this issue of is the robot going along with it kind of leads me to think about questions of deception. If the robot is uh, mimicking certain behavior, I mean, is that an issue as well?
1: Well, I think it might become an issue. If robots have these kind of social interaction features, of course, there is a level of deception in that because they're not social. You You can erase this program. Um, you can accidentally erase a log about one child and Mm. it won't remember that child anymore. That's a big issue that I think we're going to be seeing a lot more of, honestly. So just
0: backtracking from the ethics for a second, I mean, in terms of teaching, one of the things that's springing to mind is why on earth should we be using these machines if there are all these issues? But presumably there are kind of very strong learning and teaching rationales for using robots in the classroom. What sort of things do we know about the learning that can take place around a robot?
1: We know as much as or we have certain indications that robots are preferred over virtual agents for example like intelligent tutoring systems that has a virtual agent or no agent and and you know different levels of animation in the agent so the more human-like the embodiment becomes and more physical it becomes the better the learning outcomes however these are not long-term field studies that i'm talking about here it's it's very controlled experiments not usually with children even. And so we honestly don't know too much about the learning outcomes. In my study, I had a robot that um, taught geography uh, and map reading to children, and also sustainability issues. Um, the learning goal was that children were, should be able to reason about sustainability. like There are economic issues involved, and environmental issues involved, and social issues involved, and that it's a complex interaction there. And we didn't see any uh, learning outcomes in that regard. In map reading, there was a slight learning improvement, but not as much as one would hope after, you know, a month's worth or, uh, you know, four interactions with this robot.
0: So this I mean this is very future focused research this is a very future focused area of education. Doing research in this area must be really, really tricky. And also there's a lot of hype in this area as well. So, I mean, I'm just looking forward in the future. I mean, what do you realistically think we'll see in 20 years time and what is actually hype?
1: I think as soon as you talk about the social aspects of uh, interaction, then we have a kind of problem. Uh, and if we talk about AI as uh, being very clever at certain specific tasks, then yes, we have this, you know, it's it's coming. But If we talk about a general social intelligence that's supposed to um, make its own decisions and deductions based on how you are and it gets to know you in human terms and uh, it gets to reason and think, then I'm not sure I I believe it's going to happen at Mm. all because it's it's a very complex um, type of programming and machine learning required to do this. So I guess we'll see. I'm a bit reluctant to answer that question because it's...
0: Who knows? yeah, Who exactly. knows, right? But there's a lot of people telling you that we're entering this age of kind of artificial general intelligence. And as you say, we're going to have social center. I mean, so in terms of the hype around it, there's a lot of people telling you what is going to happen. So in some ways, we need proper research, which can at least make things a bit more nuanced. Now, I just wanted to finish on a nice, easy question. It's often said that robots and AI and the area that you work in actually raises this kind of existential question of what does it mean to be human in a digital age? I was wondering if your work has led you to any such insights. What th- will it mean to be human in the twenty first century? What implications might this have for education?
1: I think we're going to start to see that there is something else to human nature that technology might not be able to fill, and the question is how we want to proceed knowing this. And children are kind of the what we define as the vulnerable, like a vulnerable group in society that we have to, we have some sort of duty of care t- towards. And if we see all these problems with technology, if we see it, and we're, we see problems and potential suffering, then maybe we should talk about those issues and not just sweep them under the rug. And, and so I think, I don't think there's going to be any re- revolutionary situation where you see that robots somehow make us question our own being, our own sense of being in the world. But I do think that if we interact with them too much, then we're going to have problems knowing what we are. And so it's important that we don't put this in the hands of children who are too young to to be able to critically assess what's mm. going on. So, yeah, I don't know if that answered your question. No, 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 I apologize
0: <laughs> for ending on such a tricky question, but I mean, you're definitely kind of in the right space to be thinking about these issues. Yeah, I mean, thanks ever so much for taking the time. It's the genuinely been fascinating. Thank you. Good luck. Thanks.